Hello and welcome to the Gory Details Horror Show. For this episode, I am going to be doing my second ever solo episode. So this is going to be me talking to you. I wanted to remind you really quickly that we are on Stitcher, we are on iTunes, we are on Google Play Music. So if you use any of those platforms, feel free to subscribe to our podcast and give us a listen, listen to our back episodes, it's all free. Uh, Whether you go through Buzzsprout, Stitcher, wherever you find our podcast, it should be free. I do this because I enjoy it. And I enjoy you people, and I hope you enjoy it too. So please support the pad, pod, uh, the support the podcast. Tell your friends, tell your girlfriend, tell your girlfriend's uh, side piece. I don't care. So uh, on this episode, we are going to. Well, I am going to discuss the movie Logan. I saw it recently. And, of course, I have to capitalize on its popularity. But, to me, before I... And, of course, spoiler alert that there's going to be spoilers in this episode. But before I get into a lot of the spoilers, I just wanted to, just as a brief overview, um, this movie was something very different, not only for the X-Men franchise... Or for the Wolverine run of the X-Men franchise. Um, And even for superhero movies. It's something entirely new. Which is something that I give it a lot of credit for. First of all, it is a good film. Uh, That, I think, was one of my biggest takeaways. Um, I was going in. I had high expectations going in. But... I was going in with a certain degree of expectation of it being a superhero movie or just an action movie. Although the trailers did uh, lead to believe that there was more going on. So, yeah, it's it ended up being way beyond a superhero movie and way beyond, beyond an action movie. It's a good film. Um, everything from the story, the pacing... The the performances were phenomenal. Um, Hugh Jackman, who, for the last couple Wolverine movies, I feel like people have kind of kind of criticized him as phoning it in. This performance was, I think, one of the best performances of his career. Um, and it was the Wolverine movie that I think. At least me, I've been waiting for. But I think it's a Wolverine movie that we've all been waiting for since the beginning. Um, I did really enjoy their take on Logan as an old man. They don't really... um, There's not a lot of crossover between that and the comic book. Which, it's great that they just called it Logan instead of Old Man Logan. So they're not directly referencing the comic book even though you know if you've read the comics you you understand the concept of him getting older um so some of and i'm probably gonna go in and out of spoilers from this point on i just wanted to say off the bat it's a great movie go see it if you haven't seen it once you've seen it come back check this out feel free to check out the old episodes of the podcast they're all up there for free 
But from this point forward, I do want to discuss it without having to worry about spoiling. So, uh, yeah, so something that I found interesting um, as far as themes go is this theme of family that kind of goes through it. So Wolverine uh, was taken in by Professor Xavier and became uh, part of this family that is the X-Men. And it's finally where he finds a little bit of peace in his life after war after war, losing his memory, all these, uh, the whole uh, Weapons X project, which was very, I guess, traumatic, is kind of how they've played it out. And he finds home, he finds family, but you find out in the film, which is, I think, 2029 or something, so not too distant future, which they do a good job with that, too, of, like, the tech isn't super far out there, at least not compared to the other movies or anything like that. But his sense of family, which uh, they get into... The X-Men are dead. Uh, Mutants have stopped. The mutant gene has gone either dormant or disappeared. And in the comic book, um, if you read the storyline, someone gets into Wolverine's head. Wolverine sees the X-Men as uh, these enemies, and he kills them all. And then he finds out that he killed all the X-Men. And... In the movie, they make a couple references where Professor Xavier is kind of saying it was his fault and Wolverine's kind of taking the blame. But at no point do they actually directly point and say, like, who killed the X-Men, why the X-Men are dead. All we know is that the X-Men are gone. And Wolverine is left to take care of Professor Xavier uh, with the help of Caliban. And Professor Xavier... Uh, is basically a nuclear warhead about to go off. Once again, if you've seen the movie, you know all this. But um, the idea, though, that he's kind of reluctantly taking care of this father figure, this person who took him in. And then when he is introduced to this girl, X-23, he obviously doesn't want to be involved right off the bat... And uh, even when he finds out that there's the similarities uh, between uh, himself and the girl, he still wants to keep his distance, Laura um, being the girl. Uh, By the way, the actress did an amazing job. Uh, Younger kid, but uh, really, especially the silent parts, really drove it home. Uh, Good with the comedy, especially... Uh, that when she starts talking and yells at him in Spanish and all that stuff. That's another thing. This movie had really good moments of dark comedy. Um, but this idea of... of so he's re- this reluctant father now. He's taking care of what's basically his father. And in order to take care of his father, he doesn't want to put... Which is Professor Xavier. He doesn't want to put Xavier at risk. And he knows that taking on this girl puts Xavier at risk. And so in order to take on the role, that family role, 
of being the father to this girl in some sort of a way. Not like a direct, obviously, like, he he doesn't necessarily plan on taking care of her, uh, as you see towards the end of the movie. But, you know, when he sees that she's going to be in danger, he goes and tries to save her. Um, who knows if he would have gone and tried to make a family thing out of it. But the idea is still there. Um, and as you see throughout the movie, especially in the scene uh, where they're at the farm, and you see they get to see this, what an ideal family would be. And then it turns into this horror film. Um, and I don't say that lightly. It really, like, the clone version of Wolverine X-24 or whatever is basically like the Terminator in in the Wolverine form. And even kind of moves like him because he's not really human. But you see this ideal family and Wolverine doesn't want to stick around because he knows it. You know, just existing puts everybody in danger. And then he, you know, has to watch this family get brutally slaughtered. And, but for like a moment of peace, Xavier kind of notes that like, this is what it's like to have a family. This is something real. This is something that you should want, you know? And, you know, and he, and Xavier basically dies with this sort of sentiment. And what's also heartbreaking is just watching the the dad smash the car into pseudo-Wolverine and then unload a few shots and then point the gun towards Wolverine and waits for a moment and then takes the shot, but there's no bullets left, and then falls over dead. And that brings it also into sacrifice. That's like a huge theme in this movie as well is this idea of sacrifice so xavier is sacrificing himself caliban is sacrificing himself like literally blows himself up and at the end wolverine sacrifices himself so but they he's also sacrificed having a normal life and for a little bit in this movie he gets a semblance a small bit of normal but that's constantly broken up. So then finally his father figure is murdered and he has to bury him. And that scene was, was hard. That was a hard one to watch. That um, I, I feel like with this movie in general, it never will win a fucking award. But if a movie along this, these lines were to win an award, it would be this one. Um. But that scene is just Hugh Jackman hits it out of the park um, with the emotions. And then there's that kind of dark comedy that breaks it up afterwards where he's destroying the car. But his reaction to burying Xavier makes it real because these movies have been around for over a decade, I believe, since the first X-Men. And we're getting to bury this character that's been around for all this time, through all these movies. And uh, it's a heartfelt, well-executed scene that really shows how painful it is after all the people in Wolverine's life that have died. 
how painful it is to bury Xavier. And that's that's a very powerful moment in the movie. Um, there's also the idea of duty, where he takes it on reluctantly, but then he kind of accepts his role. Um, and he goes in and, and helps the kids out and does finally sacrifices himself and puts himself out there. Um, obviously the final sacrifice of him standing up for the kids, uh, dying and, you know, also credit for the bravery to kill him as a character. Um, that's something that Marvel catches a whole lot of shit for is, um, the idea that Marvel refuses to kill their characters. And the X-Men hasn't necessarily shied away from this before, but so far with the with the reset from Days of Future Past and all that, they've kind of brought back most of the characters that they had killed in the first three. But this is a, a very severe departure. Um, obviously, Hugh Jackman's not said that he doesn't want to come back, so this is the death of Wolverine. And, of course, if you noticed... Um, the uh, Laura ends up taking the cross out of the ground and turning it sideways and making an X, which of course, yeah, that's a call of the X-Men, but on a deeper level than that, it's also uh, showing the death of the X-Men. So Fox had the balls to not only kill Xavier on screen and then kill Wolverine. They're, they're bread and butter, honestly. Like, let's be honest. As far as, besides Deadpool now, the, the entire film franchise hinged on Wolverine. And it took a lot of fucking guts to kill him as a character. And to kill him in a way that he's not coming back. Uh, so that's, that was, that was ballsy. He was brave. And I know that he wasn't going to want to keep doing it and recasting it would, would kind of ruin it and all that shit. But, I mean, it's still... They they gave him a proper send-off, and they did it in a movie that, uh, just like with Deadpool, which also Fox, of course, is rated R. And who would have thought that when you make a Wolverine movie that you can cuss and people can bleed and there are actual consequences and there's the actual gore of somebody with metal fucking claws, that you can get that height of... Uh, violence, but at the same time, like it, unlike a lot of superhero films, this movie is able to play with the tone and stepping beyond like a scene with boobs, violence, cussing. It, 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 I think some movies more carry their R rating from just the intensity of the film. It's just too much for a PG-13 audience to handle. And I think Logan kind of kind of falls into that category. It's once again, it's a movie, it's a film. It's not just a superhero blockbuster. It is a serious character study on this very flawed person who was supposed to basically live forever and after going through so much shit He's finally ready and able to die to the point where he's walking around with the animantium bullet. So if he ever gets to the point where he wants to kill himself, he can shoot himself, which is also kind of funny that he has the bullet. Obviously, 
um, X-23 is going to shoot X-24 with the bullet. That's kind of like, as soon as you see the bullet, you're like, oh, okay, that's how the the robot's going to die. Well, not robot, but the clone's going to die. But it's interesting to note that he, while wanting to kill himself, his clone of himself kills him. So he essentially kills himself. And, you know, the clone of him gets his head blown off. So in a sense, he kind of did get to kill himself with that bullet. Sort of. Not really. But kind of transitive property. Sort of. Then his death scene, also phenomenal. Um, The idea that she calls him dad or dad or daddy or whatever she says. Where once again, um, Xavier wanted him to have that feeling of family. Even for a brief period, he wanted him to know what that was like. And in his dying moments, he got to be like a father. And that was kind of what he's always wanted in the movies. It was a place to belong. And someone who... People who were his family, who actually cared about him. And he gets to live on his legacy with this this new uh, Laura, this... Uh, he even says, like, you know, that he, she has the opportunity to not go down the same path. Her life doesn't have to be this violence that his life is. Like, but she is going to have to live with the people she killed. But he, she doesn't have to have the same future. And it's kind of interesting, because he says, so this is what this feels like, I believe, is his line when he dies. And I, I think that's kind of two things. So... First, this is what it feels like to be a father, to be a family member, to be a some to be a loved like protector. Like this is what it feels like. But at the same time also, this is what it feels like to die. He's gone all these years, he's killed all these people, and he's just kind of suffered through it, and now he finally gets to find peace. So it's kind of a twofold. He got to find peace in death, but he also got to find that little shred of life in humanity that he's always wanted. And that was, it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was a great way for him to go. Um, great way for him to die. I'm glad the kids, uh, ended up killing, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pierce, 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 Donald Pierce. There we go. The character, um, very, very fun character, by the way. Uh, it kind of sucks that they only introduced him for one movie and then killed him off because uh, he was really a fun character. So some people are speculating, well, how are they going to tell the story of what happened to the X-Men? Logically, right? So they're all dead. So what happened to them, right? Well, first, it's interesting because how are they going to continue the franchise, right? So... They did go back in time, uh, so now it's the younger version of the X-Men. So they can keep going on with that if they want to, but at a certain point we know that even the new, not new crop, because they're just the same X-Men but younger, I'm referring to like First Class and Days of Future Past, all that. 
So we know where their future is going. They're all going to die before 2029. So the question becomes, do we keep the film franchise, do we keep watching movies with these X-Men knowing in the back of the head that back of our heads that they're going to die? Also just uh, Wolverine's lost. I don't know. They're just going to have to make the movies without Wolverine. Or do we let the series die? Right. Or do they tell the story of how the X-Men die? Or do they find a way to retcon that, too? After they've already retconned 1 through 3, are they going to try to retcon the events of Logan and try to save the world? But even then, you know, if Hugh Jackman doesn't come back, like, can you really go back and do that? Like, can you make a movie where the X-Men don't die without without Hugh Jackman, without Wolverine involved. Especially if if he had something to do with it. Like if him or Xavier had something to do with their death. Can you make the movie without them? Probably not. So it, it leaves a lot of question marks for the franchise. And also, would you want to, right? Like, I know that it's a cash cow, although um, the latest... Uh, Latest X-Men movie, uh, you know, Age of Apocalypse, right? Yeah, so that one, I believe, didn't do as well. But at this point, it's still making money. But what do you do with this? I mean, you could do some spinoffs for that time period. I guess you could keep the movies chugging along and hopefully never run up to the point where you're back in the... Back to the future. But where does it go from here? And my opinion, honestly, I hope that's it. I hope this... They, I mean, besides Deadpool and stuff, of course, you're going to pe- keep pumping those out. But those are set in modern times before this X-Men apocalypse. Not Age of Apocalypse, but actual, like, death of the X-Men. So, I would... Besides some spinoffs... Like Deadpool, maybe a Cable, Deadpool, maybe even a Gambit, whatever. Um, Besides the spinoffs, this would be a great way to close the X-Men saga. Like to not just end Wolverine, but end the entire run as a group thing. Like I said, maybe have a few spinoff movies for, for money or for shits and giggles or both. Which is Deadpool, money, and shits and giggles. But I think this is the logical conclusion. The X Men, sorry, the the mutant gene goes away. Obviously, in the movie, uh, Laura and the other kids are not actually mutants. They're uh, genetically enhanced, kind of forced mutations. So you have. The ability to just let it go. There are no more mutants. Maybe there'll be more cropping up in the future, but who cares? And the X-Men are dead. And most mutants are dead. Maybe do an X-23 movie. Um, That's a possibility for a spinoff. But I think the X-Men as a whole, it's a little old. It's a little tired. Maybe they'll want to reboot it in a few years. Um... Maybe even just let go of the rights. That would be best case scenario. Uh, 
is that Fox lets go of the rights. Marvel Studios picks the rights back up, and then we get a lot of have we get to have crossovers between X Men and the Avengers, and we get to mix it up a little bit. I know we're going to have Guardians and Avengers mixing up pretty soon, and Infinity Infinity Wars and all that. But it would be really cool to like have Marvel take the rights back over, start it from scratch, fuck all the loophole, sorry, all the plot holes and all the retconning and all that crap, just start it over. And take Logan and tack it on the wall and be like, that's what a good fucking movie with a superhero quotes. That's what that is the ideal. And that's not what they should all be. Don't get me wrong. Not every fucking movie needs to be like dark and depressing and heartfelt and horrific and violent. I mean, if every I mean, obviously DC's trying to pull the dark thing and they're 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 sucking at it. They can take some notes from from Logan. But I don't know. So yeah, that's it's a good place to end it and it's a good and X-Men of course. It's just a, it was a brilliant movie. It was it was a beautiful movie. It uh you know, it's probably one of the best years that, the movies I've seen in the last couple of years, and not just once again, not just superhero. I, I feel like I keep having to put that addendum in there, like, well, not just superhero movies, but that's like that's what you're thinking of, right? When you like are going in to see it, you're like, all right, this looks really good for a superhero movie, and after watching it and just like blown away, like, wow, that that was a movie. That was a movie where people happen to have special abilities instead of like a movie where people have special abilities and then shit happens. This was a character exploration. This was um, driven by emotions and driven by dialogue and driven by the ability to really fall uh, not in, only in love with the the older characters, but even the new characters, like Laura, like a character that's silent for most of the movie, but you you grow very attached to her very quickly, and you get to say goodbye to some of your favorite characters, and that's that's great. I mean, sometimes film franchises just die off, and you don't you don't get that closure, and this is that you know the sense of closure before it's too late. They've already kind of drug them through a couple shitty movies, Wolverine that is. And now they get to go out on a high note. And they, I think they had like 93% on Rotten Tomatoes or something for that movie. The uh, critics who didn't like it can fucking suck it, because I don't know what the hell is wrong with them. It was a good fucking movie. But yeah, it. I mean, it had elements of horror film. It had... The heartbreak, it had the dark humor, it had the action and adventure. It was one of those movies that pretty much took everything and crammed it into a movie, but did it in a way that didn't feel forced, and there wasn't a million fucking plot holes, at least not that I saw. Or maybe I just ignored them, but not that I saw. And you got to see this this character that has always just been this, like, indestructible almost invincible, just creature of a person, become fallible and become more human and become wounded and getting older and pus-covered. 
uh, from popping his claws and forcing his claws back in and the wear and the bullets coming out slowly and the terrors in his side and the idea that he, the whole time, almost like a cancer patient, he knows that no matter what, he's going to die. But at least in once... Xavier's out of the picture, you know, what, what's left, right? That's basically what was, he was, his sense of duty was keeping Xavier alive. He couldn't. And now what? Now it's Laura, and then his duty passes to her, and now he has to take care of her. And it, that gives him something to finally die for, which I think is kind of also part of his character is that he's kind of, spent probably the last hundred years just living to die. And this finally gives him something to die for. And there's something kind of beautiful in that too. He's ready to go throughout pretty much the entire movie, but he's kind of clutching onto something and he finally gets a piece of it. And he finally gets a chance to have that last heroic moment and to be the person that everyone always wanted him to be and then bow out. So, yeah, overall, great film. Uh, kudos to the studio for having the balls to put this movie out. Thankfully, it was rated R. Thankfully, it was well-written. Thankfully, Hugh Jackman didn't phone it in. Great. I know this is like a small thing, but great makeup effects. Like, very, very good job of showing the wear and the terror and the age. Not just the blood, but just the age. It's fun to finally get to watch him tear people's faces to shreds and pop his claws underneath people's jaws and all that fun shit that we've seen in the comics and been hoping for. Um, but yeah, God, that poor family too. in the, in the farmhouse, as soon as you, you see the family, you know, they're fucking dead, but man, it's, it just like you, you feel for them so quickly, especially the story with like the water mains getting shut off and him having to stand up to these people and, all of these big problems that they're having in their life, which once the Terminator comes to town, and all those problems meant nothing. And at the same time, you know, they they found unity in that family. Um, and then, you know, Wolverine watches it to fall apart, and that sucks. But just, I mean, even that, it's like a nice little short story in there. But it, it, it definitely moves the plot along. Um, which is also another thing, like everything in there serves the purpose of moving the plot along. There's not a lot of side story bullshit. There's not a lot of useless exposition. There's not a lot of unnecessary characters. The one that's kind of, you might feel is like super villainy or unnecessary. Obviously Wolverine who doesn't like guns blasts him the fucking face in, uh, a vi uh, just an amazing dark humor scene where uh, Pierce or whatever is just like, what the fuck? Kind of like, because he wasn't expecting Logan to shoot somebody. And they kind of sell it like it's going to be this big, epic, super villain monologue. Like, this is how I'm going to take over the world. And pfft, shot in the face. Love it. Love it. It's too late in the movie anyway for anything to happen with that. So good. No after-the-film credit sequence. Um, they actually even did an interview with that about with the filmmaker about that. Good. We were sitting through it. Uh, I was sitting with friends, and we were sitting through it. And I was 
I knew there wasn't going to be one, but I was also hoping be- because there's nothing to spin off to. This is the end. But this, there doesn't have to always be more. Like, you know, here's a great movie. This is the end of Wolverine. That's it. You don't need a promo. You don't need a trailer. You don't need to be sold anything. You need to sit in your shit <laughs> and stew on your feelings from this movie. Anyway, so I love the movie. Um, obviously, if you've made it this far, you've probably seen it. If you haven't seen it and you've listened all the way into this podcast, um, sorry to fucking ruin it for you, but go see it. It's amazing. So uh, in the next, who knows, future, I might have some more guests on. Might do some more solo episodes if they're warranted. Obviously, I don't have a co-host anymore. So I'm kind of just jumping on here and there. So I'm sorry that the episodes are inconsistent. But, you know, keep in, keep up with the Facebook, keep up with the Twitter. Check out our, I think, 24 back episodes. There's plenty of material. They're each like an hour and a half to three hours long. This is going to be a relatively short one. So thank you for joining me on this episode. Thank you for listening to my ranting about the movie Logan, uh, what I think is an amazing film. And... Well, see you next time.